From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 13th of December 2022. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight story, we run through why the founder of the cryptocurrency firm FTX has been arrested. This isn't the only thing happening in the world though, so we'll also run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, we discuss whether the EU's golden passport scheme could be ending. But first, what caused the arrest of Sam Bankman-Fried? We begin with a dramatic new development in a story we've covered on the Daily Briefing in the past. Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder of the now-bankrupt cryptocurrency firm FTX, has been arrested by police in the Bahamas and is expected to be extradited to the United States. It marks an even further fall from grace for the former crypto billionaire whose wealth evaporated last month when his company, FTX, which was the world's second-largest cryptocurrency exchange, filed for bankruptcy, leaving many of its customers unable to withdraw their funds. The arrest of Sam Bankman-Fried, known as SBF, was confirmed by the Attorney General of the Bahamas. The US Attorney's Office in Manhattan subsequently said SBF had been arrested at the request of the US government. At the time of writing, we do not know exactly what charges he's facing, but on Tuesday, the related indictment will be unsealed. Perhaps the most serious allegation against Bankman-Fried is that he used billions of dollars deposited into FTX by customers in order to prop up his investment trading firm, Alameda Research. Before the implosion of FTX, SBF had been seen as something of a young Warren Buffett, with elements of Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates and others. The 30-year-old was rarely seen wearing anything other than a t-shirt and shorts, even when appearing on stage with the likes of Bill Clinton and Tony Blair. He was known as a huge political donor in the US, publicly contributing large amounts to Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. Although he has since claimed that he gave equally large amounts to Republicans, albeit secretly. Since the collapse of FTX, Bankman-Fried has acknowledged that mistakes were made at the company, but has sought to deny accusations of illegal activity. He told the BBC, I didn't knowingly commit fraud. I didn't think I committed fraud. I didn't want any of this to happen. I was certainly not nearly as competent as I thought I was. As well as facing these federal criminal charges, Bankman-Fried is also in trouble with the US Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, who have separately authorised charges related to his violation of securities laws. Bankman-Fried was arrested just 24 hours before he was due to testify in front of the US Congress. The Financial Services Committee chairwoman, Maxine Waters, said that she was surprised to hear about his arrest, adding that while he must be held accountable, the timing of the arrest denies the public the opportunity to, quote, hear directly from Mr. Bankman-Fried about the actions that have harmed over one million people and have wiped out the hard-earned life savings of so many. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. In yet another development in the long and feud-laden drama surrounding Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter, it's been reported that the Safety Council has been dismissed shortly before it was set to meet with company representatives on Monday night. The Safety Council was a 100-strong group which was made up from a variety of groups, such as human rights organisations. Their job was to advise the platform on how to deal with hate speech, child exploitation, suicide and self-harm, amongst other things on the platform. 
On the very same day that the council was axed, the former top safety officer at Twitter, Joel Roth, was forced to flee his home following escalating personal attacks. Indeed, some of these came from Musk himself, who misinterpreted Roth's academic writing about sexual activity and children. In all, it seems that Musk is attempting to wage war against members of the old guard and old institutions at Twitter. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. India says its soldiers have clashed with Chinese troops along their disputed border, leaving some soldiers on both sides injured. It's the first such skirmish since a major clash in June 2020, ending with at least 24 troops dead. India's defence minister said that troops from China's People's Liberation Army had attempted to unilaterally change the status quo by encroaching on the line of actual control in the Tawan sector of the Arunachal Pradesh state last Friday, in India's northeast. The Indian army managed to prevent this encroachment, according to the defence ministry, who also said both sides immediately disengaged from the area, and the commanders from both sides held a meeting immediately after in accordance with structured mechanisms to restore peace and tranquility between the two nuclear-armed nations. China, meanwhile, said the border situation was stable. A pair of dogs gifted four years ago by North Korean leader Kim Jong-un to his South Korean counterpart have ended up at a zoo in South Korea after a dispute over who should pay for their care. Gomi and Songgang, two white Pungsang hunting dogs indigenous to North Korea, were gifted by Kim Jong-un to the then South Korean president Moon Jae-in after he visited Pyongyang for a summit in 2018. Officially, the dogs are state property as they were gifted to the office of the president rather than President Moon as an individual. During his time in office, he raised them at the presidential residence. Moon left office in May, but thanks to a change in the law, he was able to take the dogs with him. However, a month or so ago, Moon's office said the government of his successor, President Yoon, was refusing to cover the cost of the dogs' food and veterinary care. Yoon's office denies this, but nevertheless, the spat has resulted in ex-president Moon giving up the pair of dogs. The mayor of Guangzhou, the city which runs the zoo, said Gomi and Songgang are a symbol of peace and South-North Korean reconciliation and cooperation. We'll raise them well like we cultivate a seed for peace. In the final uplifting story today, we run through a revolutionary therapy that has supposedly been used to clear a girl's incurable cancer. 13-year-old Alyssa was diagnosed with leukaemia last year and had received a wide array of treatments in order to try and cure her of her cancer. This included chemotherapy and a bone marrow transplant. Sadly, nothing worked. Doctors at the Great Ormond Street Hospital decided then to try a new experimental therapy that uses a new base editing technique to create a so-called living drug. This drug modified Alyssa's genetic code to create a new type of T-cell that would hunt down and kill cancerous T-cells. While cancer cells were spotted at a three-month checkup, Alyssa's two most recent checkups have been all clear. We very much wish Alyssa all the best and hope that this new therapy continues to prove successful. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of the end of the EU's golden passport scheme, then watch the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing exclusively on Nebula. Now might be the time to do it, as there's an offer which gets you a year of membership for less than $1 a month. 
That's huge because Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. They also get access to a ton of other exclusive ad-free TLDR content, as well as videos from all your favourite creators. The good news is, like I mentioned, our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers you some of the world's best documentaries, is offering an incredible deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $12 a year. That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR content on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than a dollar a month, a deal which doesn't last long, and support the channel.